You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. To the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined, as always, by my co host and financial conciliary, Jason Kirk. Jason, <clears throat> how are the markets? Uh, bye, 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 <laughs> bye. Sell, sell, bye, bye. Like, bye. Like, insane. I've got. That was insane. I got two. I got two phones like it's 1938. Buy, sell, buy, sell. Did, they, or did two phones exist in 1938? You know, it had to be the most baller thing if you had two phones, right? Like, But they would be party lines, so it would be even confusing, even more confusing, because you'd be talking to 38 people on each one. I feel like in 1938, the rap song was like, I got both phones <laughs> that exist. <laughs> Uh, we are also for the joined, of course, we're also enjoyed, uh, joined by Holly Anderson and Ryan Nanny, who uh, also are gathered here to learn some exciting financial information. Um, how are y'all doing, by the way? I'm just a proud customer of the Bank of Sandman. Thrilled <laughs> to be so, here. Um, a few months ago, which feels like a few decades ago, uh, back during the game stonk um, crisis slash liberation, uh, we decided to uh, to to triple down quadruple down to keep our luck rolling 
to uh, to invest in more market futures, to uh, apply our newfound economic expertise, and to advise you, the listener, on some more stonks you could get in on the ground floor of. Everyone at the time knew about AMC uh, and uh, Nokia and BlackBerry and so forth. No, those are duds. I, I don't look up how they've done since then. It's probably horrible. Um, instead, each of us selected a few, uh, a few, a few stocks we'd had our eye on and done our due diligence on. Uh, and the game was each of us would present a three-stock portfolio, and then at the time of the kickoff of football season, we would see who had delivered to you, the investor at home, the greatest percentage increase. It's a month after <laughs> kickoff football season, which is a perfect time to to check in on this. We wanted um, to be thorough. Yeah, you gotta make sure. <laughs> We're, we're, we're into a new fiscal year, so it's That's time to it finally is, yeah. do our That's paperwork. That's what it was. Yeah. Our, um, our accountants in the Moon Crew Discord te- kept track of this. Uh, we didn't ask them to, but, you know, great. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, and uh, let's see. First, let's go through a few key brands. Um, it appears, percentage-wise, the biggest riser was Build-A-Bear oh, for Ryan. Do you want to explain why we were looking at stocks like Build-A-Bear in the first place? There was a lot of... Yeah. Oh, right. It was specifically uh, from the I mindset of... This yeah. From the mindset of failing businesses that had a chance to rebound, we specifically mm-hmm. sought mall-based brands. Um, the brand had to be located within the average American mall, just like yeah. GameStop, a Nokia outlet, so forth. Um, Ryan's selection of Build-A-Bear proved genius as it uh, its price increased by 229%. The line is hysterical. It's like you can watch as like malls are open. It goes fucking vertical. Guys, <laughs> this to- I am disturbed by all these built bears. There's this so many me, goddamn bears were built at once. <laughs> this is to me by the way just begging for a federal investigation. Someone at someone at the SEC is going to go, "Why the hell's build a bear up 250%?" And they're like, "Money laundering." Money laundering. There's so many many goddamn bears being built at once. I picture uh, Obi-Wan landing on Kamino like, holy shit, look at all these bears. (laughs) (laughs) The jealousy of Spencer to accuse my beautiful Build-A-Bear of committing financial crimes when all we're doing is bringing happiness to people and possibly letting people record sexts that they can send in teddy bear form. Build-A-Bear, the, the, par- the most disturbing part of Build-A-Bear to me, the part where I can never make it past the entrance, may actually be Ryan's key to the game here. The bin of empty teddy bear skins that Husks. greets you at the, right. start, <laughs> at the start of the assembly line. Yeah. I have Rhymes. personally never been able to stand. I have nieces, so I've been, I've been asked to build a bear more than once. I can't get past the empty skins, but you can stuff them shits with anything, I have to imagine. I believe they're called relics. For years, what? for years, Whoa. we were told what so. in the Hobby Lobby <laughs> hell. So. For yeah, Hobby Lobby, yes, perhaps. For years, okay, the we Epic of Gilgamesh was brought in <laughs> through a stuffed bear. First of all, can we? Did we know before last week that the fucking Epic of Gilgamesh was among the Hobby Lobby yes. artifacts? I did not. This has been a phenomenal. years-long journey like literally an epic of its own and i've been so excited for its thrilling conclusion yeah like this has been boiling for a long 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 time like (laughs) i didn't know they had gilgamesh man yeah damn yeah they keep finding it's it's it was purchased at auction so they keep basically going back to things that Hobby Lobby purchased at auction and going, that's stolen. Okay. By the that's way, go look up. <laughs> and th- there's, there's whole other layers to this. We could do the whole episode about this, but holy fuck. Uh, go look up the guy who sold this shit to them. 
that's a whole okay. other epic. It's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> we'll have to have Matt Pierce from the LA Times on for his unbeatable headline from 2017, which was Hobby Lobby's Robbie Hobby Hammurabi. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to have to have him on to explain the entire the entire path to us. Um, let's note Spencer's biggest gainer, which of course a very smart pick was high on my board as well. Lululemon. Under mm-hmm. the conclusion, more people are going to be going outside. And they don't like wearing jeans anymore because they've been inside yeah. the whole time. <laughs> um, my biggest gainer percentage-wise was Kohl's. It's solid. I had, some, I had some explanation for this, but all right. It's just Kohl's. You're just like, my mall stock. Mall stock. Kohl's, Holly- you remember what... Sorry, I was just thinking about Taco Bell last time. You'll eat it. Kohl's is yeah. like the you'll eat it of stores. I was actually, on a separate note, I think I was inadvertently right about something else on Lululemon mm-hmm. during pandemic. Everybody just wore athleisure. No yes. formal clothes. Yeah, nothing. during Not the like... pandemic. <laughs> That's <laughs> might my have, excuse, yes. Might, might have continued, yeah. Um, Holly, your selection of the company that owns Bath & Body Works doubled in value for the listener. Hand home. sanitizer and candles. So, yeah, like, I smell good because we've been inside all the time. Of our 12 selections, only one of them lost money, and it was only a dollar per share. That was Holly's selection of Vitamin Shop. No Shit. one got any healthier. We just no, we didn't that, learn that's any true. lessons. That was, that was maybe too optimistic on my part. <laughs> percentage-wise, um, percentage Spencer, unfortunately, you came in last, but you still made money, all right? You still yeah, made I'm money. Yeah, I'm still up. Wait, still so you're telling me we all made money? Yes, all, all four of us. us individually made money. Uh, so Spencer lovely. was up 43%, all right? That's, that's nuts. fucking large. I'm in last place. That's bonkers. Yeah. I was up 90%. Holly, you were up 136%. I had Spencer's younger son helping me. Ryan, powered by his army of robot bears, was up three hundred and twenty-six percent. You like outperformed. Up. You as, outperformed uh, the market by like two hundred and ninety percent. K and Zales Jewelers also nearly doubled up for Ryan. Cheesecake Factory only three percent increase. We did. We were already eating Cheesecake Factory. It was already pandemic, such a, it yeah. Out. Like how high? How much higher could we even bump the Cheesecake Factory ceiling? Can I just rephrase that and just say this? Cheesecake Factory still gaining in profits and making money. Oh, that's yeah. unreal. <laughs> the, the, the menu only grows. Uh, in terms of in terms of dollar amount. Ryan came in last, uh, gaining the uh, reader $52 if they only bought one share each. This is because Ryan bought value stocks, right? The, the play was buy lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of the stocks that Ryan recommended for you. Spencer, you made uh, the listener $77 per haul. Holly, $138. And this is if they bought just one share of each of the recommended stocks, all right? Mm. Um, this, is, this is a great return on investment. I, because I went hard and grabbed Chipotle... Uh, which was the, by far the most expensive stock on our board. I brought the, the listener $466 in profits. <laughs> Wait, I'm second in, I'm Georgia. I'm second in both. I'm, I mostly want to know if there's any listener who yes, Ryan. invested in any money, invested any money in any of these stocks based on this episode. Because if, if they bought just did, one stock now, each. It's now our money, right? <laughs> if you bought just yeah. one stock each, you made $735. Fuck. <laughs> this is, is this how real people do this? Business is easy. What's this is an addition. This is an addition to however many collective game stocks we bought and sold, right? Like, I think I still we've have collectively one. made at least four figures of money off the stock market this year by putting zero effort into it. It's easy. Wait, so 
we were so giddy at the, over this summer that at one point I gave Spencer control of my stock portfolio and was just like, yeah, do whatever mm. just to see what he would do. This is this this is this is how high we were on our own supply, and it turns out we were right. It's actually it turns out you would have been better off trusting me, Jason, or yourself. And wow. you still would have made and you still would have made money. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's like a mutual fund. All the risks and, and gains are overflowing sure. and interlap. You know, Did we you, just form a mutual is that a mutual fund? Are we a mutual fund? I think fund? so. Because I think how it works is if you want uh, if you want to invest in up and comers, you know, you, you go with Ryan. If you want the, mm. the the big titans, you go with my selections. Apparently, but they all mingle and, and I, uh, I, economic. Yeah, I, was gonna uh, say, I think the conclusion is just invest in mall stocks. <laughs> just that's that that's the future. Is the this mall. is the future of America? Yeah. Because like here's the all thing right. about malls. Here's the thing. I, I think I decided like we decided because like uh, oh, teenagers don't hang out at them anymore. That they are all failing and bad. What we failed to recognize is first of all, old people live at them uh and secondly teenagers like to go places where they can take pictures of each other there are only some of these places malls have courtyards and fountains and shit teenagers mm-hmm. still go to the fucking mall <laughs> ah. yeah yeah also they're the only else. thing easier than making money through mall stocks <laughs> acorns.com <laughs> is making five dollars right this instant by going Shot to acorns.com slash forecast <laughs> As you purchase these stock, as you as you here's what you do: you buy a uh, Build Bear stock, and then you go to Build Bear, all right, to support your own investment to put money back in your pocket. You're doing make that sure twice to let because, them know that you're a stockholder. Yeah, I, I demand the, only your top um, Bear Corps because I run this company. Um, when you purchase that Bear Corps, the nickels and dimes from that purchase will go into your Acorns account and then be invested into the very market that you have already mastered. Mm-hmm. Acorns.com/fullcast. It's legal double dipping is what it is. I think it's triple dipping right there. It's triple dipping. you also get a bear. Because you also have a bear that gains value because it has a human soul inside. Yeah. Yeah. And $5,000 cash that's being laundered <laughs> that you get to take a 10% cut Again, of. Again, these, these in unbelievable accusations against my company will not Fuller stand. Fuller souls may this is why I know. Oh my God, we're going to get investigated by both SECs at once. I'm so excited. This is awesome. We've been working on this for a long time. I was spending this entire time trying to think, okay, we have to workshop this right now because I'm going to spend the rest of the episode trying to think up a name for our mutual fund and I can't do it. Um, it can't be named after Ryan because there are no doll, there are no E's or S's in his just, name. So can we it, can't. Can it just be Maul Feinbaum? Thank you. God, see God there. Damn Thank it. you. Yes. God, and fuck you fine. for making it look easy. Fine, as in fines that we will not be paying the SEC That's because right. we have a lawyer. Because you gotta bomb. find you gotta because find bomb us first. That's yeah, right. you gotta and bomb because it's a money bomb in your pocket. That was yeah. Clay Tom- that was Clay Thompson and Quick from the three. That was Thank just you. Thank you. <sighs> and, and the fact he, he leaders you can't see it. Readers you can't see it at home. He's running his hands through his hair right now, mm-hmm. just casually. Yeah, you make me sick, Ryan. Thank Bang! You. We're holding the follow through. Don't yeah. worry. At the next mm-hmm. Build a Bear shareholders meeting, where we all dress like bears, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine those people? It, I I like knowing that we live in a world where a bunch of rich people go to like Kansas City or something and sit in a fancy hotel room and they're like, "Let's talk about the profitability of bears. Let's talk about it." I guarantee I like, you, most of what they talk about is like which companies can we associate with because they always got some Pokemon or Star true. Wars or whatever thing, right? You so can like, get a, you can get can a they partner that, with Home Depot and get me a goddamn Life Eye skeleton. I mean, yeah, just ask Ryan. Yeah, yeah. 
He runs the it, company. That one will definitely have human souls in it. Thank you. It I would to. appreciate that. You're I need welcome. a snack. Yeah. I re- I really enjoyed that. There's got to be at one point in the Bilderberry history the moment where it was a boiler room set up and somebody had to lean in really close to someone to be like, "Sell more bears. Sell more bears, or you're fucking dead." Yeah. This is. There's also this very small subset of people. Uh, my father is one. My ex is another. Who get infuriated by places like this and and like hot pot restaurants. Spencer, do you remember the first time you tried Wait, to take like, Doug like build build a bear and a hot pot restaurant? Okay, no, no listen. Yeah, they have something okay. in common. No, I'm take, just making take, sure they I have something in common here, okay. and that is and that is like it's kind of an ingenious business model. Their business model is you do our labor, and. The first time we tried to take Spencer, you tried to take Doug to Hot Pot, remember? And you tried to explain it to him. And he's like, I have to pay. He got real quiet. He's like, are you telling me I have to pay to make my own soup? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Build-A-Bear has kind of the same, that has kind of the same uh, repellence from my father. So I can't wait to tell him that I made imaginary money off this. Boy, wait till these people find out about Home Depot, a literal place that is just Shh. like, hey, you do it. <laughs> I... I want to do this. With- Get your own fucking gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this with cars. Build a car. Hey, come build a car. Well, that it'll only fun. take you. It'll only that, take you a month and a half. That's that actually. I was gonna say Volkswagen tried it making a name pun, but I guess Volkswagen really did try that, didn't they? Yeah, that's the thing. Hmm. I mean, te- Tesla's kind of like, hey, you want to you be a car tester? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're uploading data that's very important to ensuring the safety of the next person who buys one of these. Whoa, Whoa. you're like an early astronaut. Cool. Whoa, that accident was pretty valuable data. Don't look up what happened to them. <laughs> I say this like one person on this call has not made a reservation already for the electric F-150 truck. That's different. That's got, that's got the big front. That's got a live well in the frunk that's mutual frunk that's, that's gonna be our official frunk. vehicle do you know how many build bears you can fit in the frunk of the electric f-150 by god buddy we're gonna find out that's right especially if they're dead and deflated they're not dead <laughs> they're, they're, they're simply they're not dead. They're, pre, they're pre-alive yes the, the relics right. the oh, relics. i thought they were already dead Nope. They're oh, not yet alive. Okay. so is the idea that they that they are turned round on the wheel of life empty of soul from are, are are we to assume that these bearskins are are pre-lived? They're journeying. Bears? Their souls are journeying through hell, okay. burning off the sins that they accumulated <laughs> in life, only okay. to return to try once more to get hey, to bear kid, heaven. Step right up to the Dharma booth. <laughs> what is a sin for a bear? <laughs> Adultery. <laughs> <laughs> murder. Same, yeah, same as ours. Yeah. Why would it, why would it be any different? Cuss yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> Covetous bear. Yeah. Lying are to you your try- parents. Are you trying to? Are you trying to slut shame a bear? Yogi Bear is going to hell. We're not. You. We I didn't know, right? No. We okay. Didn't. No. No, are you saying there's a bear, there's sin. a bear god out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who's to say God did it? I mean, pastors, bear pastors. Who's, who's to say God's <laughs> not a bear? Wouldn't it make a lot more sense if God were a bear? I, I mean, I, I would say bears have a little bit of God in them. Just Fish like and this. berries are really good, so I think there's a high chance. See? Yeah. I think the bear the bear diet has always appealed to me, obviously, because, you know, it involves anything you can get out of a dumpster, berries, and um, occasionally a human. Oh, you know? berries. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's a very, it's a very fine what you eat kind of diet, and it seems very healthy to me. Just I like also, a boiler room. Mm-hmm. There we go. Or a mall. Just like 
just like a boiler room. Cinched anyway, for you. Yeah, subscribe to our newsletter, Channel 7, which is our financial newsletter we're going to be putting out where we only pimp the products of Mall Feinbaum Incorporated, our finances. This is more shut down full cast business coming at you. A, is there an S Corp that just has the money sign instead of the S? Can we make that? Ryan, is that a thing? That probably is taken. I, I say that only because I know that Gene Simmons, like a dick, stole, I think, either the copyright or the trademark for a money bag with a dollar sign on it like nobody had ever claimed that so he was like haha it's mine now he fucking sucks he tried yeah. to copyright fucking horns yes, up yes. like dog, it's, it, that's italian yeah. from a billion yeah. years ago gene, gene simmons is like an ip troll basically can you imagine uh, can you well yeah probably there are greater combos but that's a pretty potent combination of people to upset is texans and online italians Ooh, no, thank you <laughs> wow mm-hmm I've seen all y'all on Twitter. It ain't good. Um, I would like to first thank our financial advisor, Jason, for providing us with such lucid, clear, <sighs> and important details about the performance Hey, Jason, did you put all, all our, our money portfolios. in the bank yet? Uh, Is it in the vault? Mm, yeah, I better go check on it. He's got to go. Okay. Yeah. I got I, I to gotta go catch a flight to check on our bank. That's where it is. Yeah, the helicopter's waiting. I can hear it. Yeah. Um, if I'm not back in like half an hour, someone should probably... Come, uh, the, the, their money will be safe, I promise. But maybe okay. you just check on it. Maybe. Yeah, right. we still don't extradite from Venezuela. Just you know. <laughs> okay, bye, bye, ev we bye everybody. Bye. Goodbye, Coach Mac. I assume, over. Meant, I assume he meant we like the three of us and Cerber. Oh, I never extradite from anywhere. That's not my business. I would. Hey, it's like a free trip. <laughs> You gotta think of it like that. <laughs> How often do federal agents just kind of linger and loiter on that? Oh, like all the time. They make like sixty-five grand tops. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. did you find him today? Yes. Uh, I think he's heading to Costa Rica, so I'm just gonna wait. How, is it ever possible to really find another person? At build a bear, it is because they're stuffed inside the bears. That is a season <laughs> four. That is a season four nip tuck plot line. And I'm, already and I'm already Season scared five? of it. Actually, no, it's the reverse of that. A crazy old lady in a Build-A-Bear knockoff store kills a dude with the stuffing gun. Like, she stuffs him. Huh. It's great. Oh, Ryan Murphy has always made normal television. Huh. I'm so disturbed. I think it's like, Season 4. As with every episode of Nip Tuck, the most disturbing show ever made. Season two finale of Nip Tuck was one of the most perfect episodes of television ever plotted in terms of just like pure mechanics. I haven't seen Nip Tuck, so I don't have shit to say about it. <gasps> just watch the first oh two seasons boy. and then quit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't go after that. But watch the first two seasons. Become as unnerved as a human being could possibly become by a fiction, uh, like a fictional work of art. Think again that this and was Ryan Murphy's like second ever television show, right? He was only ever going up from there. Yeah. Like you're like, what if a show never chilled? What if a show never ever took a second you off? Start, they started it in Miami. What was your expectation? It, that's the thing. It's actually you're sitting there. You're like, man, this is weird even for Miami. This is this Nip is too much. Was even incredible. For Dade. If you if you're listening to this in the now times and you watch like Billions, they have they very much have the same energy. Because um, like if the Billions guys made a medical show, I have to think it would be a lot like Nip Tuck. Yeah, and everybody would be talking about like '70s rock bands when they make references. When I am, I can't wait to start, the day I turn fifty. I'm gonna start talking like a Billions character. This gallstone's harder than ACDC in '75. '76. I, yeah, 
the, I have. I wasn't speaking, even born. Goddamn, spe- dude. Speaking of hard, um, oh, I have. I don't like where this is going. Not I don't either. Bad. Home field apparel. Soft. <laughs> yep. Let's steer it as far as possible in the opposite direction and talk about the soft and snuggly garments, mostly for the upper body, made by our longest running and, if I do say so, best looking sponsors at homefieldapparel.com. Uh, what was the latest school to receive that dusting of home field magic? Listen, it's USC, and you can look at it that in terms of wins and losses on the football field, or you can say USC got Clay Helton maybe partway out of the building and they were rewarded by what I thought was a pretty substantial drop. I had never, uh, I had never seen the tire biter, uh, the tire biter design with the yeah. bite on shirt. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. H- home field magic can't do everything. Like, yeah, not even home field best. can keep you from keeping Clay Helton around for seven years and a bit. You could say any number and I would believe it. Yeah. Anyway, I say this like I haven't just dropped dollar server bleep that amount out. Uh, and everyone else act horrified uh, on, I think it was actually more like dollars. That's still bad on West Virginia. Oh my God. Look, they dropped Tennessee and West Virginia back to back. What was I supposed to do? Uh, The SC collection though, it is sick. Absolutely sick. They have a couple of like seventies and eighties logos in there that really like I'd never seen before and are fantastic. I say that as somebody who I normally wouldn't wear a USC shirt, but man, that vintage Trojan head logo. I might have to. I might have to wear that around, even though yellow makes me look even more jaundiced than I already look. Um, uh, we talked about this over the. We talked about this in full cast after dark. I think I really hate that most of their, not most of their, but so many of their good logos are in that yellow shirt because it's just not my color, and I have like five of the shirts anyway. Yeah, they they look fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So, home field apparel, comfortable stylish athletic wear from your you can get 20 percent off your first order at home field apparel if you've left it to now we're a little suspicious of you but thank you uh by entering offer code fullcast at checkout maybe i'm almost positive maybe somebody was waiting to cash in all their stonk money before uh-huh. they made their first mm-hmm. purchase and get all now, your build-a-bear ducats in your bucket that's and right. head on down to homefieldapparel.com that's right tell them spencer <laughs> sent you from the bear god from the bear, from the pur- from the astonishingly prudish bear god. Behold is- my ursine wealth! <laughs> I am indeed let's, the okay, big let's, bear Let's doing talk things. about the voice of the bear god. Let's get into this here. Sure. What does the bear god sound like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me where you went with that. What was your process, right? You know, I just sort of just do whatever pops into this stupid brain. Cause see, a he's, a, of- he's the biggest genius walking among us, and he keeps trying to make it look easy. Which, like, I get it. You have to be, you have to keep yourself relatable to your legions of adoring fans. Here, here's the good news. Mm-hmm. All of, it feels hard all the time. And yes, that's, I know but what that you like. But you, but you don't, yeah. <laughs> speaking of hard, <laughs> I'm going to take hey, this anyway, segment no matter speaking what. Of, speaking of geniuses, uh, <laughs> we have a little bit of breaking news here on this Tuesday, September 28th, as we are recording. Do uh, we? The MacArthur Genius Grants were oh, yeah. announced, were announced <laughs> today. <laughs> And I had been offline for most of the morning. And uh, for the past couple of years, you know, as, as, as people you know uh, in, or people you know of, really, uh, around, around, you know, around media, around the arts, kind of get their feet, uh, get their feet set in the industry. We're, we're getting to the point in life where people uh, 
people around our age are actually doing shit with their lives, um, which is wild. And so I took like a casual scan. I was like, okay, who have I heard of? Uh, who have I heard of? Who's doing interesting stuff? And I click on the full list and the top name on the newest class of MacArthur Genius Grants list is a former full cast guest. That's right. We have infiltrated the MacArthur's. It's Roger Sherman. That's right. Congratulations, Roger. <laughs> yeah, MacArthur it's, Genius it's, Grant. It's not, it's not Roger. I was all set to say that it was Godfrey and that everyone should congratulate him, but the, the prospect of Roger winning one is now so clear to me. Oh, Roger's going to win a Grammy, I think. Uh, and like a confirmed. For like Grammy. spoken word, and he's yes. going to marry Eric Abadu. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh my god, did you know he actually did the guest verse on the Beyonce song? I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Roger, uh, just a consummate performer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hanif Abdurakib, uh, who came on very early in our, uh, very early, was it this year? Was that really this year? Was it last year? No. I believe it was, it was last it year. It was like, it was. It was a Super no, it was Bowl like preview. two years ago. Two it was a Super Bowl I was still, preview. I was still living in New York. So okay. it's not this year. Or, or okay, God. Okay, good. That must be why they waited until now to give him the grant, because he's been a genius this entire time. But uh, he came on to talk about, uh, I think, book before last at this point, uh, to talk about his beloved Ohio football concerns. And I feel that we really only held him back, ultimately, in, in pursuit uh, of the MacArthur. Also, he is the kind of guy who, if you congratulate him on it and say it's well-deserved even though it is it will only embarrass him he's, he's kind of like ryan and that way he doesn't want it pointed out what if we uh, go at him instead and we're like that was ours that should have been for no, us no 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 this is a genuinely nice person stop no. that we okay. can't be no, ourselves i just, I just want to do what makes him comfortable if he's not comfortable with praise <sighs> maybe he would prefer conflict that's a great you're point. saying he needs he needs heal energy from us maybe that's what you say yeah, yeah. maybe you know, oh, I, he has are a we going to be his venom? Yeah, we'll be <laughs> we'll be his carnage. No, That's right. the next Venom movie is only ninety minutes long, and we could never keep it that short. I'm sorry, it's ninety minutes long. That is what I remember reading. I believe recently. the first one was only nine. Ten stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten you know, stars. You know, eat shit, Ridley Scott. You know, uh, you know, a movie, a Marvel movie is going to be good when they're like, let's just keep this a trip. Let's keep this real tight. Real, I real saw tight. I was watching Peyton and Eli last night, and I saw my first trailer for whatever Ridley Scott has concocted with Matt Damon in a metal helmet, mm -hmm. and the words greatest epic and Matt Damon flashed so closely to each other <laughs> on the screen. And I was like, you didn't think this through, because it's uh, just like, oh, it's Matt Damon in a weird metal hat. Yeah, Venom Let There Be Carnage runtime, 97 minutes. That's a full cast. I bet it's going to feel like four hours, though. You'll be like, was that only 97 minutes? I swear I watched Tom Hardy sit in, like, sit in a pen at a zoo and eat exotic birds for like 45 minutes straight during that. Well, I, I like that we were like, you know what? I don't know. In the first one, maybe we let Tom Hardy like do be a little too Tom Hardy. And you're like, you know what the solution is? Woody Harrelson. That'll keep <laughs> Tom Hardy in check. Tom Hardy, who was a blogger in the previous Venom movie, yeah. lest we forget. Yeah. Um, anyway, congrats to Hanif, man. It is so well-deserved. He's not going to listen to this because he's way too busy, and that's good because he would be embarrassed that we were talking about him for this long. But, you know, Jane Kostin, uh up there with a solo show at the New York Times. Hanif, the full cast produces gold, is all I'm saying. Not from any of us, unless you buy our stocks. Uh, 
future. But we're we're the coaching tree from which all of modern media and art is springing. And I'm just glad that more and more of you are recognizing it. Thank you to the MacArthur Guild um, for their correct judgment. And future Grammy. And for only making winner. him wait a few years after going on the full cast for, for all of that to wear off. We're sorry yeah, about two, that. Two, two years. That was our 2019 Super Bowl preview for those who want to go back and listen to us Ryan, you've only been gone from New York for that long? An actual licensed genius. Guy, it feels like you... I Seriously, yeah. if you'd told me... If you'd asked me to say when you moved, I would have said right after when Nora was born, which now feels like it was eight years ago, I'm, but... I'm 78 years old. You're so You spry. look great. You look fantastic for Thank 78. You. I get a, I get a lot of sleep and I drink a lot of water. Your pores are tiny. I consume uh, human souls via Build-A-Bear. I stuff yeah. all my feelings in the empty bearskins where they belong. <laughs> also, HGH and test. HGH and test. As Ronnie Coleman says, just the basics. Ronnie Coleman, weightlifting supreme, when they're like, what'd you do, man? What did you do? And he's like, oh, just the basics. You know, just HGH and test. That's all. It's like human growth hormone and massive amounts of testosterone. Yeah, you know, just the basics. Okay, I have a real question. What would happen if I... A person who loves to sleep and hates to exercise. What would happen if I just took a bunch of steroids? Um, I think you just get puffy. That's cool. Yeah, you just get puffy. Like, would not I become a lot like more like... buoyant? Is there like any kind of? I'm thinking from like a Smash Brothers uh, I, I perspective. Is there? Will say, any of my fighting? Say, did you say buoyant? my fighting capabilities be increased? Yeah. Could I like increase? You, I, I I couldn't tell if you said buoyant or bullion. Oh, I would never increase my personal bullion. I'm already (laughs) tasty enough. No, I don't want to be. Are are you trying to get me eaten by a bear, Ryan? Well, I know Spencer wants to talk about. You're gonna splay me out. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to hear some wild takes? Mm -hmm. I was about to to ask you pointedly not to splay me out on an altar with my chest open. I was scrolling through the timeline today, and I made the conscious decision not to stop on this and go any further. Uh, so if you guys go check out what this is, please don't tag me and report back to me. But I swear to God, I saw, and I don't know if this is a widely held academic thing, because this is very much not my field. So if this is well known, you can call me an idiot and move along. I saw somebody today, maybe it was today, I haven't really slept, tweeting that he was pretty sure the Aztecs had faked significant portions of their human sacrifice protocols. And... I kept going because I was like, whatever this is, I don't want to. I don't want to know any more about it. And then I kept going, but the further I kept scrolling, I was like, "That's an amazing flex on history." Um, by the way, if you take steroids and don't work out, <laughs> all right, we're back. You will. You will still gain muscle mass. You will still oh, gain mass. Huh. In fact, in some cases, uh, you will actually gain more mass, more muscle mass than those who are working out naturally. So that will happen. However. Um, Why doesn't everyone take steroids? They sound great. I don't want to. I don't want to be the hater here, Spencer. From whence does this knowledge come that you are dispensing? Um, T Nation, T Nation, the <laughs> finest resource <laughs> on all things both testosterone and anabolics related. Uh, I trust. I trust this. Sure. Uh, so yeah. In fact, yeah. In some cases, the person who's just taken roids will gain more muscle mass than someone who's working out but uh there the long-term effects of course past a certain window are dramatic and bad 
also you'll have like, you'll gain a lot dramatic? of water. You'll, you'll gain dramatic. a lot of water. You'll gain a lot of water mass. Uh, eventually, your hormones will flip the other way, and you know your have they'll swing, and you'll get a whole bunch of estrogen, and then all sorts of crazy things start happening to your body. Hmm. So you just got to keep. A, oh, now I see how they get you. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we've secured our financial future for that and our listenership, and I have learned how to use steroids. We have constructed a mutual fund, and Ryan has uh, personified a new god. It's That's a good 45 minutes, guys. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. No, we, we made a lot happen, and we're going to... And I think, All by right, the way, that's, that's our a, show, everybody. No, we, that's did the, hey, yeah. we did the ad reads. So. He's going to keep talking. All right. I'm going to keep talking because because right. this week. It's a beautiful this week day is, out. Look, look behind me. It's a beautiful day outside. I, you know, it's going to be a beautiful day when Auburn plays like, LSU on Saturday. To to the bank. All right. All right. Yeah. We could talk about football. No, we're going to talk about Auburn LSU because it's taggable week. Taggable. Taggable. Between Auburn and LSU. Like two teams that have their own dysfunction, their own brand of dysfunction, and then when they play each other, it becomes this like horrible kind of hairy buffalo of concoction thing nastiness. Oh, it's funk. every it's every contrived like telev- Thanksgiving television episode where both your divorced parents showed up mm-hmm. at the same time. That's Auburn LSU. It's that episode of Modern Family. Shelley Long. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It is completely that episode. It is also the rivalry that really does not, um, of course, doesn't exist. Because remember, Auburn, they're fully booked up. They, they don't have any, you know, there's, there's, they have the oldest rivalry, which is with Georgia, which is basically kind of like we were friends in kindergarten. So our parents keep making us go on play dates, even though one of us is goth and one of us is a jock. And we really don't have anything in common anymore. Auburn is goth? Uh, absolutely not. No, <laughs> ne- neither one of them. <laughs> I was pulling an example which was not entirely pertinent to the case, Ryan. I but... like I like going with Auburn as goth personally. That's fine. That's, that's goth fine. deer hunting. Can I get real tree? But you know, with the black, the blackest real tree, the darkest real tree. That's Batman. You're describing Batman now. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> We've come to this conclusion several times in this podcast that there is at least an Auburn Batman, and I just made him again. So I can only infer that he's real mm-hmm. from everything that we've seen. Yep. This is also a rivalry where LSU doesn't necessarily believe that Auburn is a rival because, as stated many times by LSU fans, we don't have rivals. LSU doesn't have rivals. I mean, they do. It's just everyone, everywhere, all of the time. <laughs> Themselves. <laughs> Gravity. People, schools that don't even have football programs. Mm-hmm. Long de- like the Aztecs. Holly was speaking of earlier. They're probably like, yeah, f- fuck. I the found Aztecs. the thread. Oh god. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna follow this dude. This dude's this dude's Twitter name is Reverend Howard Arson. That's an outstanding name. Good, Good name. night. Man. He said, I genuinely think that the Aztecs faked a substantial amount of their sacrificial culture. This isn't a joke. This is apparently real. I mean, that he at least appears to be serious. I don't know this person. Anyway, so they're Howard. Cheating. So that's Howard. Ar- yeah, David. I mean, How- he's, uh, I know, I know, fuck all about this. He said, but he's making good points, which seems I like. I want to actually read about this now. Knowing, so fu- like, knowing hmm? fuck all about something has never been a barrier on this show, and it never will be. Mm-mm. I just think it's got a very college football energy because uh, part of part of the argument here is that the Aztecs were really over bragging in their art about all the murder they did and they can't find enough like 
uh, skull racks and mass graves to back up that claim. That mo- basically this is LSU fans being like, I'm going to walk up to Montezuma's face and call him a bitch. See? You see where I was trying to bring this back around? Thank you. Anyway. Yeah, because yeah, LSU, if they get the launch codes, they're firing in all directions. Now somebody else care. is arguing that the Spanish exaggerated the numbers for anti-pagan propaganda. Uh, this is this is. I feel like the Spanish had more effective means of anti-pagan propaganda for whatever it's worth. <laughs> That's it, mm. rather than being. I, I feel like saying, "Oh, you know, the Aztecs—they're very mean." I feel oh. like they had several other programs. This is a very good way of putting it down. This is a very good way of putting it down here. Pyramid of Skulls is great PR, but raises a lot of not easily answered logistical questions. You know what it is? It's like it's like when somebody shows a stack of money on Instagram, and you're like, "Oh, well, most of that is just like fingernails and mm-hmm. you know." It's not all skulls. It's not all skulls. It's just skulls on the outside. What do you think money is? (laughs) You've got some sacrificial filler (laughs) in there, and we're suspicious. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, okay, if anybody knows anything good to read about this, because now I'm reading in this thread about Sumerian murals bragging about implausible genocides. Uh, I really want to... I really want to read about historical civilizations that have convinced scholars that they were way more about it than they actually were because they just like talking about killing people because we're talking about LSU. That's the thing because it's old because it's that old. You could just be like, yeah, there's a whole whole group here. We fucking wiped them out because we're awesome. And this is, you know, (laughs) see, we kind of in this post-truth era, we kind of have the same thing going now, right? So you're saying, oh, hey, I have more money than I do. Well, that's your opinion. LSU can make up an SEC school that once existed until they were wiped off the face of the earth by LSU. Okay, I went far enough Ooh, down to yeah. this thread Tulane. so that the wor- I went far enough down in this thread to where the word psyops entered, and now I'm backing out of it very quickly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, internet, yeah. if you know anything, please don't tag these people. Internet, I don't know them. They seem perfectly nice, but uh, if you have any good reading on like ritual sacrifice and and uh, this is not, civilizations bragging about murder, it's for work. Yeah, send it to thirty-eight Godfrey. Let me know. No, she wants this one directly, I think. No, I want this for a bit of light holiday reading. That's all. I'm looking for books, to be clear, not skulls. You can send me skulls in the mail. I want to... Don't send me skulls in the mail. The full cast. It got to a point when we were working on the Paramount lot um, at MTV that whenever I got a piece of mail, at least one of three people would say, is it a human head? And I think that's a great professional legacy to leave behind me. I would like... Yeah, I would like to go ahead and also uh, be the history professor who actually says, "Okay, folks, here I want you to know." Settle down. Enough enough skull talk, kids. Let's focus. This is reasonable. He says, like in societies which claim to be cannibals, this is very frequently a sort of ritualized boast meant to threaten neighbors, not like a thing people regularly did. That's kind of a bummer, but also I understand it. I mean, I want to be the history professor who's like, understand all the materials I'm giving you. We have played up the violence. So that you'll be entertained, right? Just come out and like pre-movie, pre-cinema eyes your own source material and be like, I'm going to fudge the numbers by about a factor of like 30. That's sure. fine. Just to keep you just to keep you interested. OK, understand the words coming out of my mouth are merely a representation of the history in order to keep you engaged. Anyway, 400 pyramids of skulls, each <laughs> 70 feet high. Everybody's doing the math. They're like, that's only like three pyramids of skulls, really. God. Somebody else in the thread makes a very good point that uh, 
pyramids are big and throwing people off the top of them would be a lot of work. And then it would be a lot easier to just point up to them and say, yeah, we threw a hundred guys off there last week, man. You should have been here. What I about, his, thought, what about like, a ziggurat? I just feel a lot closer to the Aztecs <laughs> than I expected to feel on this day. Sure. The first person who got oh, thrown Ryan, off the Oh, Ryan, you always ziggurat. bring it back to Hammurabi. Every has time. It, has Every anybody time. ever been murdered at the Memphis Pyramid? That has to have happened, right? That's surely somebody has at least drowned. Let's find out. Hang on. Ow. So while Holly looks up, has someone been murdered at the <laughs> Memphis Pyramid? I don't even know what that does to your search history. I want to get to. The I want to address it. It's mysterious past. I want to address, by the way, the issue of throwing someone off a ziggurat. There is no throwing someone off a pyramid, really, because right. they're not going to roll. The angle's not up. It'll be they're like, ah, and then they'll just ah, like, yeah, you're gonna have to, you're, you're gonna have to throw them so far laterally. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that they're just going to kind of flop, and then you're going to have to poke them with the corpse poking stick all the way down the pyramid. Uh, you know, like the unintentional comedy of that moment to me. That's really I'm that's kind of, okay. That's now I, I feel like they have to be covering up murders if there aren't any. There's a shooting range and an archery range, and at one point there was a crystal skull in this thing, and nobody's died. Where's the crystal skull? Maybe you can't die in the Memphis. Pyramid. Oh, the crystal skull was removed. That was kind of the point. Where? Uh, see, I I want to know the whereabouts of the crystal skull, and does Dan uh, Aykroyd have, have it? you never heard this story? Okay, no. sorry. I'm going to I'm I'm going to read. Hang on, I just pulled the first link I could find on this. Uh, uh, it, it just stay with me because it gets really funny and then it gets even funnier at the end. Just hang on. I know yeah, that it crackles is... when I do things. Yeah, we we okay. will. By the way, all right. Here we go. So this was right after the pyramid opened. Um, okay, so just stay with me here, and you'll understand why I'm asking you to stay with me. According to Tom Jones, a <laughs> consultant <laughs> a consultant with Smart City Consulting in Memphis. <laughs> Smart City. <laughs> Not Dumb City. Don't hire those guys. Workers discovered a black metal box at the apex of the pyramid riveted to the building's steel infrastructure. Inside, they found a crystal skull, which had been placed there by Isaac Tigret, founder of the Hard Rock Cafe restaurant chain. Oh. According to him, the skull was only one of several crystal and mystical objects placed throughout the building, though others have never been found. In a blog post, Jones describes Tigret's reaction to the removal of the crystal skull. You don't have any idea what you've done, he quotes him as saying, while going on to claim that the cosmic balance of the earth may have been disrupted by the removal of the skull, which city and county officials were later told had materialized in his hands. What year was this? This is right after the pyramid opened. I, so... I, I, I don't remember when it opened. Um, 90 something. Shoot, 91. Okay. Okay. I, right. I, I will be very delighted if it turns out that the Hard Rock Cafe is like where the Knights Templar are now operating and sort yeah. of waging religious war on behalf of God. It would explain sort of like the distribution, yeah. like why there's one in Rome and Paris and shit. It's like, oh yeah, the cafe is merely a front. We're here to like kill Dracula and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that actually that suit that belonged to Elton John, that's mystical armor. <laughs> it's mystical God's mystical peacock armor. <laughs> it's God's mystical peacock armor. Which I would believe. I'd be like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Have I told you have I 
did we talk at all about the you remember the dark sarcophagus that people were petitioning to drink from With a the couple liquid. years ago? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Okay. Do you remember what happened? <laughs> You remember that sarcophagus liquid? Hey, you remember I, how we're all too online, right? Spencer, you don't get to make fun of this because I have a commemorative mug from this in my office right now. <laughs> that no, you have I know. Seen. The worst part is I know what you're talking about. You're like, you know the sarcophagus fluid? Yeah, when everybody yeah. wanted to drink? Satan's, Satan's broken icy machine. Go ahead. Yeah. So, do you guys remember when it was discovered? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Do, I don't. Do you just... Do you, do you guys remember when it was discovered? And there was a guy from the Secretary General of Egypt's Antiquities Ministry was like, and this was this was 2018, remember? And he was like, listen, I was the first one to stick my entire head in this. And as you can see, nothing bad has happened. And this is 2018. And we're all like, dude. And I just want to say, look at what's happened since. And I hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. Secretary. Mm-hmm. LSU won a national title shortly thereafter. Yeah. Makes you think, doesn't it? Ryan, um, if you were if, if our theory is correct and this yeah. this indeed is the restaurant chain where the Knights of the Templar <laughs> move to battle, I want you to know that several important portals of spiritual importance in this war against evil are Myrtle Beach. That's right. Tampa. Denison. Macau. <laughs> Uh, the Foxwoods <laughs> Casino and Resort. Yeah. Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. Grand Cayman. Mm-hmm. Istanbul. Niagara Falls, Canada. Sure. Figures. M- Memphis, which I believe. I totally believe. Wait, which one? Uh, our Memphis. Okay. Our Memphis. Um, Cozumel, again. Yeah. Com- this all sure. tracks. Yeah. And like, like if you go, I bet if you go to one of these, you might randomly get like Paul Bettany all like shaved down and pale skinned offering you appetizers. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 the, and of course, Myrtle Beach. You said Myrtle Beach first. I just, I'm saying it twice, whatever. <laughs> Myrtle, I'm, Did, uh, the uh, idea. Uh, maybe they have two locations at Myrtle Beach, which would be. I would also, be, I would believe that as well. Um, there was, there I was have... so much spiritual warfare that we needed a second. Please, go ahead. I'm trying to think of what would be the funniest thing to plant in the pyramid. <gasps> Brian, this could be a use for this, the discovery we made last night. That I made last <laughs> night and bothered you with. Okay, Spencer Serber, tell me if you think this is funny. Because okay. I, made, I made a discovery last night uh, on the internet that... I laughed about for I want to say a good 45 minutes and I can't really tell you why it's funny but it's just ridiculous to me and I can't think of the person in my life who I can best irritate by foisting this on it is possible to buy in bulk individually wrapped jelly beans like small small five pounds like like jelly jelly bellies this is jelly bellies like a five pound bag of jelly bellies that are individually wrapped Yep. I feel like there's a specific type of person that I could drive insane with this, but I can't think of who. Wouldn't be me because I'd eat them. I'd just be like, well, whatever. Would you take? Would you unwrap them? Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> I might figure. I might figure out a You'd way to shut them, like sunflower seeds, right? <laughs> sunflower seeds came up because the ensuing discussion was, okay, what would be the worst individually wrapped snack? And I think we settled on raspberries because Raspberry. it has to be something that you can't get out of the wrapper without just also, demolishing. They go bad so fast, they'd yep. just be rotting in the wrapper. You'd be like, get this 
fucking thing. Anyway, trick or treat. Here's an individually wrapped <laughs> jelly bean. That kind of, there's there's old cheap nanny up there on the hill with his individually wrapped jelly beans. They say his spirit still walks these halls. Do you know you can buy one chicken nugget at Chick Fil A? One. What? Yeah, they will sell you one chicken nugget. Is that Alyssa, just for people like us who feel bad about going there? Alyssa, I think so. Alyssa Lang found that out. She was like, can you just buy one chicken nugget? Somebody on Twitter was like, you can absolutely buy one chicken nugget at Chick-fil-A. What's more with Methodist the than going just the tip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this tracks. Wow. What? Uh, oh, I got shit. Wait, wait, wait. It's been 30 minutes. Has anybody heard from Jason? No. No. None of us have. I think you better go after him. I gotta go check on him. Yeah. Go check on him. All right. Go if find I'm not coach- back in thirty minutes. End the show. We'll end the show. End the show. Ah, uh, so she's off to, she's off to go find out if Jason indeed blew the safe, or if he needs, or if we need to go have a little sort of mini heat rescue, if we will. Heat, or as I call it, dumb heat. The dumb version of heat is heat. Heat is a dumb movie. <laughs> I am one of. I am one of one pe- persons who thinks this and that it's not actually that exciting for Robert De Niro and Al Pacino to be on the screen at the same time. Like that may have been exciting in like 1978, but by the time that happens, we're fully into Al Pacino who, by the way, fully yeah. transforms into insane Al Pacino sure. in this movie where Al Pacino's tone from scene to scene varies wildly. I think it looks like he's in like four different movies as four different characters. And that's before he does the greatest scene. Counterpoint, Val Kilmer with a ponytail. How many adult dudes, by the way, did you know post-pandemic <laughs> or during the pandemic grew ponytails? I I know like I know at least four uh, who were like, fuck it, man, of, let the pony go. Yeah, I can think of three. Yeah. But you, I got to be honest. They're all making it fucking work. They're all killing it. They're all, killing there's, it. There is nobody who has gone that route. Who I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because I think other people, like, there was a little while where I let my hair grow just to be like, I don't know, let's see. And after maybe six weeks, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. What does that even look like on you? It just you? sort of gets poofed. It's not good. Do you just get an afro? No. Do, like, be- do you get Beethoven hair? Yeah, Beethoven is probably the better way to put it. Yeah. yeah the dog. We're I- talking about the, the famous movie dog, yes? <laughs> yes i was is there another one there's not <laughs> i'm not there aware there is not um uh, but yeah all the old especially the older the older the guy who did this the more i'm like hell yeah yeah hell yeah let it rock like i saw an old guy with a ponytail today in a dragon ball z shirt and i mean old guy i mean yeah. a guy who was like 60 plus and he had the yoga teacher pony like back here yeah. and it was like close to top knot but angled just far enough back right uh, and I also, uh, I also, he had a, a gigantic Goku shirt on <laughs> for Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, California's crazy. Like in California, a 90 year old man can dress That's like right. he's 15 His and name? it's like Chip Kelly. Yeah. Chip, <laughs> Chip's living. <laughs> really like Goku. Really like his offense. Really like how, how aggressive he is. Really you know? like this ponytail. Yeah, love his ponytail, love his hair, the whole thing he does, you know, when he comes out for the third quarter and goes, yeah. Um, what did you want to say about LSU Auburn? <laughs> I have, I have like a whole like history Now that half the podcast this. is left, please go ahead. 
it's it's time it's time okay um i wanted to talk about exactly how messed up this entire rivalry not only recently has been but historically how overly dramatic and messy this game has been okay all right off the top of your head before we go over any of this just pick one i know you probably have one in your head where you're going oh yeah that was extremely jacked up um well i have two Okay. There's, I want to say, there's an LSU, maybe the last time they played in Baton Rouge, or maybe Mm -hmm. one of the last two times, where I want to say LSU, one of them had a big lead and just pissed it away in the second half. Yep, I I got you. I I think that was Auburn who wasted that lead. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. And the other one that I'm thinking of is, uh, what, probably like five years old at this point. It's where... Les Miles is coaching for his job. It looks like LSU has scored the game-winning touchdown, but in fact they have fucked up the clock because that's everything about his time there, at least on the football field. And Auburn wins, and I think Les gets fired like three days later or some shit. Okay, so those are a pair of games. Those happen back-to-back. Oh, good. That is, Yeah, so that was just two straight years of this rivalry (laughs) if you sample it right if you're looking at the rings of this particular tree and you go wow this is struck by a lot of lightning and then more lightning wow this like lightning loved this tree that is what you would see in the ring record of this rivalry because the games that you are talking about 2016 auburn 18 LSU 13. Yeah. That was when Les Miles ran out of time because Danny Etling snapped the ball with zeros on the clock. If yeah. he hadn't, there's a real good chance Les might not have been fired. Yeah. All right. If they had managed to pull this off because he throws a wild pass to DJ Chark in the end zone for what looked like a TD, but on review had been thrown after zeros hit. How Auburn is this victory? It is so Auburn that that 18 happened because they hit six field goals (laughs) six field goals that's how auburn wins this game the other game you were referencing was 2017 ed ogeron's first year in the building uh lsu 24 auburn 23 auburn blew a 20 nothing lead they came in three and oh and they blew a 20 nothing lead and they left with auburn fans chanting for what Gus is firing. Yeah. Gus is firing for blowing a 20 nothing lead. But I know these are like comparatively, like it's an LSU Auburn game where um, the old, what is the old basketball arena burns to the ground in the middle of the game, right? 1996. That is correct. That is the night the barn burned down. <laughs> Where, okay, so it's the, it's the athletic center behind right jordan hair and uh so it's actually not i mean it's close but it wasn't close enough to get anyone to panic or move or you know there would be any danger to the stadium which is just a big old block of concrete anyway this is the most lsu thing you've ever said like yeah that building fire is close but it's not that close okay no i'm saying (laughs) i'm saying this for a reason okay sorry uh two reasons actually one I think fire's cool. That's fine. No, you should just walk by it. Yep, it's cool. Yep, You're not. Yep. It's not going to hurt you. You what? Are you going to go run into it? No, it's fine. It's just hot. Everything's hot down here. That's fine. No, just walk by it. Take a picture. The reason I do is because there's this classic shot 
<laughs> that silhouettes fans who were on the breezeway walking up and it silhouettes them behind a raging fire where it looks <laughs> like they're two feet from it and everyone will go oh my god that looks so dangerous um and it is cool it is like the most the single most heavy metal image in the history of the southeastern conference unfortunately um it is you know not quite as dangerous for my purposes because you're like ah, hell yes praise satan no it's not it's not as dangerous as it looks it's still pretty fucking who won have. i have no idea who won that game oh i'm so glad you asked because that game is uh that game lsu is leading and they are up i believe 17 to 7 over auburn as auburn or as auburn roars down the field with uh in the last two to three minutes of the game they score making it uh i believe Oh no! Was, I'm sorry. It was fifteen, se- fifteen, or oh, seventeen, seven. Yeah. So I will get my math wrong here, it's but fine. it ends up nineteen. Help me! It's nineteen fifteen. Auburn <clears> needs to convert <throat> a two pointer to tie so at it must seventeen. Have been, it must eight. have been seventeen it was, eight. It was seventeen eight. Which again, fucking Auburn. Why are you? Oh, no, <laughs> it was, no, no, no. It was seventeen nine. Seventeen. Seventeen nine. nine. So sense. they're weird. Sco- weird scoring like crazy here, right? 17-9, they drive down, they score. They need a two-pointer to tie. And instead of throwing the game-tying two-pointer, uh, LSU returns it all the yes. way back for a two-point conversion yes. to finish at 19-15. So on, yeah, so on a, in a game where one of the crucial plays was a two-point conversion returned for uh, the other way for two by the defense, that comes in second to the goddamn athletic center burning to the ground. <laughs> And my favorite was looking this up was uh, Billy Gomila. Go, go me. I cannot we pronounce never his get name this right. correctly. It's no, fair. we love of, you, Billy. Uh, yeah, LSU fan extraordinaire, reminding everybody: no, an LSU fan did not set that fire. That's what you would say, though, right? Mm-hmm. That okay. is what you would say okay. if you had set them. I'm just going to point that out. Uh, there's more. There's more, okay, though. Please. All right. Historically speaking, it's always been that way. 1908. A 10-2 LSU victory. Um, LSU's Auburn's T.C. Locke blocks a punt. It's recovered uh, by LSU quarterback and Hall of Famer Doc Fenton in the end zone for an Auburn safety. (laughs) According to one source, Fenton was knocked unconscious by a spectator's cane as he tried to get out of the end zone. (laughs) So that's a thrown cane, probably. That's not a cane. (laughs) That's a whooping stick. Yeah, yeah. That's a javelin at that point. That's a staff. <laughs> that's somebody. That is a friar tuck staff, right? It's, like it stops being a medical device when you're using it to attack someone. I think is a fair distinction. Unless people in 1908 in the South were walking around with like lead inside their canes, like oh, it's just an old man. Probably. Cane. Like every every white dude in the South <laughs> at that point was basically the penguin. So. Yeah. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> These hands are so flippy and so far. <laughs> I did post about this on Twitter, but like in the Murdoch's case, the South Carolina murder case that's just gotten weirder and weirder mm-hmm. and weirder and weirder. Uh, their great grandfather had been uh, was killed by a train coming back from a poker game late at night. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> How do you beat that? That's I like, like it because you phrase it in such a way that I picture like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit train like pulling up and shooting him in the gut. Bam! 
<laughs> Actually, the way it's written, it like, might be. <laughs> might be. Like, the train Like the train has just got him in, like, a sleeper hole. Like, go to sleep, old yeah. man. Christopher Lloyd says goodnight. <laughs> Big Iron's got this. <laughs> uh, that was the 1908 game, uh, uh-huh. which, you know, where evidently people were close enough to wallop upon the heads of spe- sure. of players from the stands with this loaded is, this canes. is for the record why i like when when like fucking doug gottlieb is like oh you treat if you're gonna turn college players into pros people are gonna start treating them that way and booing them and saying people have been mean to college athletes for a fucking century my dude where there was no hands off before this shut up no no people people have been beating each other up over this for a century <laughs> They've never oh. been decent. Oh, it's just <laughs> amateur sports. I'm not going to have a big fit about it. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, it's just my amateur sports. It's just my amateur sports. Two hours later, I knocked him out with my cane. <laughs> with my little penguin hands. <laughs> uh, I would. 1988. 1988. This is the earthquake game. The earthquake game. That would be the er- the game. Where uh, with Auburn leading 6-0. Again, Auburn with the fucking field goals. God damn. Why are you so That's unwatchable sometimes? Do. That's what they do, man. Leading 6 nothing. Just sit on that, boys. You know Pat Dye was like that. We got a 6 nothing lead. <laughs> Go ahead. Take that to the bank. Well, you can't. I will pay you next week for a hamburger <laughs> today wimpy ass offense by that i don't mean weak i mean wimpy as in the character who craves nothing but uh conned ass cheeseburgers hamburger futures hamburger futures yet another financial innovation from the shutdown full cast (sighs) and our financial arm mall feinbaum that's right 1988 lsu 7 auburn 6 tommy hodson throws uh, a pass with under two minutes to go to running back eddie Fuller, that is the lone TD of the game on fourth and goal. Because remember, seven is more than six. That's a pong ever... ass. That's a pong ass score right there. Where you're like, yeah, this is fun. This is what we did for fun back then. We didn't have your fancy Game Boy Color with your twenty points, with your eighteen points. We had seven <laughs> points. We had a great time. Wait, we knew when to use them. <laughs> I we didn't use thankful. them at the. We were thankful for our seven points. We did. We took seven. We set off seismographs. We were like, <laughs> woo, a touchdown! This was the game that I think essentially puts the like capper on the monument that is the mythos of Tiger Stadium and Death Valley at night because they set off seismographs in the LSU Geological Survey Department. Good. And yeah. So it's very real. Actually happened. Um, and if you were cheering that loudly for touchdowns, it gives you an idea of how dire the state of offense was once Steve Spurrier came into the SEC. They're like, he scored 28 <laughs> points. God damn. He's a harlot. I don't like him. <laughs> That's a, that is a whoresome number of I bet he kisses his wife on the mouth. That's ungodly. That's unchristian to score 28 <laughs> points. In my house, in another man's house, no less. <laughs> Not even in a human house, in a tiger house. He went to the tiger's house and scored seven points. How dare he? Um. So what? 
what is the psychological assessment of these two programs? Because it is important to call them programs. Programs, yeah, because remember, if you watch Will Hall, <laughs> my cousin, address Pro- the uh, Southern Miss Media. He, yeah, referred to, he said, Hwal. <laughs> that's you, that's yeah, what you, Hwal. Yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to build a program. 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 Yeah. Don't trust a coach if he says program. No. Yeah, that's, that's right. A, yeah. It's a program. If you can hear but, that, a, a bad coach. Yeah. Bad coach. Th- uh, so, yeah. So, where, like, for whom is this going to be more unpleasant? <laughs> is, I guess, my question. Okay. So, this, I can go back to the history on this because it'll okay. help me answer it. Okay. Because this is an odd year, and it being yeah. an odd year, uh, naturally, odd equals Baton Rouge. That is where this game is being played. I'm going to take you back to the beginning of a certain streak that involves a certain dumbass who is now in an even less virtuous, more scandalous, and uh, dirtier industry than college athletics. In 1999, uh, Auburn defeated LSU 41-7 in okay. uh, one of Jerry DiNardo's final games as coach at LSU. Uh, that 41-7 blowout was capped by Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville smoking cigars on the field at LSU with his players. That's that's the last time Auburn beat LSU in Baton Rouge. It was 1999 with Tommy Tuberville, now a United States senator, playing on the field at Baton Rouge. That's the last time they won in Baton Rouge. Huh. Yeah, since then, uh, I believe it is an 8-13 and record for auburn in this and uh they haven't beaten them since in baton rouge they have come painfully close on several occasions but this whole streak started for lsu in the next meeting in 2001 when auburn fresh off of the cigar smoking in baton rouge claimed their territory by stomping on the logo they stomped on the logo and Auburn's buses, when they pulled in, were hit with rocks and rocked by masses of LSU fans shaking them back and forth. I'm going to read this from the Montgomery Advertiser summary of that game. They hit halftime, and usually the kickers come out just before the rest of the team to get a couple of practice kicks in. The LSU band had gone long and they were still on the field. This was official, by the way, because LSU later had to issue a statement that, yes, the band took too long. In an apology to Auburn kicker Damon Duvall, famous among Florida fans for giving the chomp after hitting a game-winning field goal in the swamp. Fair game. You could do that when you hit a a kick that good. It was fantastic. Uh, From the Montgomery Advertiser. I'm just going to read this, and you're going to catch up on the context. One of the little guys hit me with his tuba. That just set me off. I ended up pushing him. Looking back now, of course, 2020, I was young, had a different, had a little different attitude then, Duvall recalled this week. It was a recipe for a disaster to start, but they were saying stuff. And when I got hit with the tuba, I kind of lost my cool a little bit. So Damon Duvall got into a fight with two members of the LSU band as they were coming off the field at halftime. <laughs> Good. And Good. LSU, uh, captained by the immortal Rohan Davey, won 27-14, got their revenge, and set a Baton Rouge winning streak that continues to 
this day. And by the way, their luck in Baton Rouge, their luck in Baton Rouge has been brutal. This would be five field goals in 2005 that went awry for a single kicker, John Vaughn. Five went awry for Auburn kicker, John Vaughn. They sent him out there for a fifth. I remember watching this, and they sent him out there for a fifth, and I'm like, no! <laughs> Nobody. John Vaughn never misses a fifth field goal. Um, Actually, crawl. he did. Just crawl. Yeah. Um, so I, I think so for LSU. I think this is um, this is very much a we don't lose this game. Like I think if you've been going that long, this is not you're not insecure about this at all. This is very much a, I'm extremely motivated and committed to that. And I only say that because Auburn in complete disarray at this point, coming off of a struggle win slash covert loss to Georgia State. That's one of those games that is a covert loss. But who saved that game for them? That that would be former LSU quarterback. That's right, TJ. Yeah, yeah, and, TJ. And, and I think the most LSU Auburn thing that could happen in this game would be for TJ Finley just to light them the fuck up. See, you and I are on the same page here. That the most like the most Auburn thing to happen in this game would be for Auburn to come out and win twenty seventeen. Yeah, or I'm sorry, twenty two seventeen. Yes. Let's get a weird. It's got to be nineteen seventeen. With twenty and a half, they just did. <laughs> they they just got a half a point. <laughs> just, see, that's they, what they happened. They kicked an extra point, and it just got stuck in the crosspost crossbar. <laughs> so they they get half a point, and it's still there. Like yeah, a big I mouth Billy Bass just plastered to the field goal. Did you happen to actually watch the tail end of that Auburn Georgia State game? I mean, TJ Finley in there? I, I, I caught up on it and I did catch up as well on, I think it was the Auburn receiver saying like, oh yeah, that play was super broken. That's yeah. not how that play was supposed <laughs> to go. That's not how that play goes at all. Yeah. yeah he was, uh, anybody who thinks that they've solved anything with TJ Finley, and to be clear, I'm just making this person up because I don't think there's an Auburn fan out there who's like, yeah, we got this. No, that dude was pressed. He was running for his life back there. The game winning TD was, uh, was a busted play the the pass that got them down there was an incompletion that they were awarded and if you flashed over auburn fans in the stands when they were like that's a completion the look on their face is not woohoo the look on right. their face is what what <laughs> okay okay <laughs> what a, whatever dude this is a slot machine i thought i was i thought this was a <laughs> self-checkout what is this supposed to say a five hundred thousand dollar jackpot <laughs> that seems like too much that's a lot <laughs> so uh the end of that game auburn pulled it out of their ass and not in the good way of like ha brilliant improv <laughs> improvisatory playmaking no 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 yeah sure yeah um, t he completed one pass falling down like i watched tj tj finley came out of the pocket had a guy around his ankles was falling and the ball just sort of flew out of his hand into a running back for a first down what is the all right, here's how I think this game will actually go. I think LSU is going to jump out to a comfortable lead. And then yeah. Auburn is going to do enough to scare them. Where everybody leave, where Auburn fans after the loss are like, God damn it, if we could just put together not even four, but two and a half good quarters, maybe we could actually compete. And LSU has to be like, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. Don't look back there. Don't look in the garage. The house is clean. That's the important thing. There's definitely not bones in the garage. Why would you say that? 
<laughs> Officer, would you like coffee? <laughs> and not bones. Yeah, like, not yeah, bones. No, we don't have any bones here. It's why LSU. am I stirring with? The, why am I stirring this coffee with a knife? <laughs> with, a oh, with a bone. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> this goes in the long. By the way, uh, chances Brian Harson makes a problem for himself in the next week. I I I can see this. By the way, if TJ Finley comes out and he just absolutely like shits a boot, right? Yeah. Like if he just just is terrible for a half, who goes back in? Bo Nix. Bo Nix comes back in. Bo Nix. Yeah, if Bo Nix comes in at and any results, the they're all bad for this. They're God, all Bo- bad. Bo Nix beat Bama. That's a thing that happened in our in our recent lives. Yes, sir. Yeah, don't take that away from him. Like, I think in retrospect, they should unfire Gus for beating Bama with Bo Nix. <laughs> like, talk about putting the difficulty settings up to the hardest possible level. That is, uh, like, this is, they'll get down like 17 nothing. Yeah. Or 21 nothing. And then will Brian Hartson let TJ Finley learn, you know, get comfy, see if he can deal with the adversity? I don't think so. I have no faith in him not making problems for himself. He's going to go ahead and put Bo Nix in. You know, the other thing is we're going to get to watch sort of like, I don't want to say the off-brand version of this game, but something kind of like sort of the... um, the regional touring production version of this game uh when michigan plays wisconsin at noon like yeah. that has the same level of like i guess michigan is lsu in this scenario and wisconsin is auburn and it's just gonna be whew. yeah i yeah this is this game is there are several editions of this game now there are thrillers we did not mention sure. along the way uh, because we've got many many choices choices i think your favorite if i'm going to be the sommelier of tiger bowl futility for you would be 2006 a game you may remember as 7-3 <laughs> in the year of our lord 2006 two teams that gave up on offense completely auburn won with 153 yards of total offense yeah man 153 yards of total offense for the winning team uh this was also the 2007 edition of this was Flynn to Bird. Demetrius Bird catching a TD with four seconds. Uh, the ball left his hand, left Flynn's hand with four seconds on the clock, even though at that point, LSU just needed a field goal to win because it was 24-23. But Les Miles was like, fuck it! And uh, they won the game 30-24 when they didn't have to. Uh, this is also a week after they lost to Kentucky, and avoided becoming a three-loss team, and thus became our first ten and two national champion <laughs> by getting <laughs> LSU, LSU. Thank you, Arkansas. Thank yes, you, thank- Arkansas. Thank you, Arkansas. Uh, to, by the way, I also wanted to read this fine quote. Yeah, this LSU team, uh, along with Kentucky, gave Auburn in their championship season 2010 their tightest run. Um, and yet, Les Miles managed to botch it again because uh, he opted to go for it on fourth and six from LSU's 30 after calling a timeout with 327 left. The Tiger, and this is from the newspaper report, the AP summary of the game. The Tigers still seemed unsure of what they wanted to do on the pivotal play. Jarrett Lee 
the passing portion of his team's quarterback tandem tried to scramble for the first down, but was stopped well short by Nico Thorpe. When asked about it, Miles said the decision was not close at all. That's, that's peak less Miles when you get That's what you want to hear after a disaster, right? First, yeah. first thing I want to say about this plane crash, I would do it again. I would, I would do it the next 10 times if you asked me. It's, every, it's everything I want, man. It's everything I need. God. We just I, I counted on Jarrett Lee to scramble. The only thing more dangerous would have been counting Jarrett Lee to throw the ball. Because if you remember, the dude was a pick six machine. So having Jarrett Lee in there on fourth and six to begin with, whew, man. Hey, Les Miles. You Les Miles dream. held that job for a long time. Dream big. Got to dream big these days. Dream, <laughs> dream big. Um, also, I would like to, um, I do want to go ahead. I have one more thing for this podcast. Mm-hmm. One more thing, because, um, the only game I really wanted to talk about, because Old Miss Bama is going to happen. We can't, that's just going to happen. Sure. Whatever. The more, the less I talk about it, the Same better. with Cincinnati, Notre Dame, I, f- I feel, unless that's the one you want to talk about. Absolutely not. Okay. No. It's, it's not. Good. We're on the same page. <laughs> I know one thing about that Notre Dame team. They don't lose. How do they win? It doesn't matter. I'm going to refer you back to my previous statement of they don't lose. They went to OT with Florida State. It's coming. I don't know when. I don't know how. But that L is coming. Is it happening? Is it coming to Cincinnati? No, because nothing good happens to Cincinnati. Nothing. They can go undefeated, and everybody will just act like they're invisible. It's not happening. And then they go to a bowl game, and they get hammered by somebody with a bunch of like huge five stars you can't miss with. Yeah. They should have been. They should have beat Georgia too. They fucked that. They should have beat so Georgia. Bad. They should like. We Sorry. are so not far from that, right? When people are like, "Whoa, man, Georgia's invincible." <laughs> oh wait, I, I, I don't know if I've said it. Um, just want to get this out of the way. Georgia's winning the national title this year. There, I said it. We don't have to okay. talk about it. It's just there it is. Sorry. Oh, I already. The, what is the game you want to talk? Is uh, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm scared because we have alluded to a few. But go ahead. What do you got? Um, I only really – I don't even want to talk necessarily about a game. Like, okay. sure, we could talk about Arkansas-Georgia, but I think we have a good idea what's going to happen there. You're like, respectable loss for Arkansas. That's yeah. what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah. I regret to say that I agree with you, and I'll be thrilled to be wrong. Yeah. I'll be thrilled I mean, as to much, be wrong. As much as I am embracing the Womp lifestyle, which everybody – Everybody is whomping at this point, including the Arkansas social media accounts on all levels. I expect Bill Clinton to at one point just chime in with a womp. That is how deeply the womp has uh, infiltrated Arkansas culture. I'm overjoyed by that because it's really fun to say womp and to act like you're Sam Pittman because it just feels like feels like it's good to be Sam Pittman, right? Like just it's like not bad, yeah. No, I just get just get to be a big old pile of meat going around getting recruits, making things bigger. That's all. That's all Sam Pittman's just yelling at jukeboxes. Play a song! Stole this crystal skull from the Memphis Pyramid. Nobody stop me. <laughs> now I got powers. It. I I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Womp. <laughs> Go womp you with this cane top of the crystal skull. I'm the womper knot. <laughs> Get out of my head, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Jones has psychic powers, right? Like, that's yeah. firmly established. Yep, sure. He, he, yep. He's... Per- He's Professor X, but he only uses them to like master look at. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna find a hot brain. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that brain's real hot. 
just um, this that I, I have a text from a good friend of the program jane coaston and it is from 20 minutes ago okay or 30 minutes ago i have three texts in a row and i'm going to ask you to read them if you can see them off of my camera okay okay i, I think you can i think is, you can 100 not gonna work but i'm excited to is, yeah, start you're, reaching you're no, 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 no. Can, can, all right, so oh my can you read God. that backwards? Not even slightly visible. <laughs> you stupid no. ass. All right, no? hold on, hold on. Backwards. 95 motherfucking million dollars. 95 fucking million. 95 fucking million dollars. We're going to play Jeopardy. Okay. What is, <laughs> what, the is 90... the what is the question that answers that? 95 fucking million dollars. Is All right, can, can we kind of do this? Uh, not 20 questions. Can I do uh, 10 questions? Yeah. Okay. Is it about sports? Yes. Is it about college football? Yes. Is it about college football in the state of Texas? Yes. Is it about Texas A&M? Yes. Is it about Jimbo Fisher? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. That that is how I learned somebody just found out that Jimbo Fisher (laughs) just got an extension. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. Um, they host Mississippi State this week, and that on <laughs> Mississippi paper, Mississippi State might beat them. On paper, you're like, this shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> but man, like, there is a lot. Yeah, this is this is one that I would not be surprised if you like look at your phone after dinner and you're like, oh shit. Oh no. Adam is down by twelve <laughs> to Mississippi State in the fourth. Oh fuck. I mean, well, we discount the whims of Mike Leach a little bit after a decade of exposure to some of the worst of them. Uh, I would go ahead and just say, dude still hates A&M. Always hate it. Remember, he called them fake soldiers when he was at Texas Tech. Like, like we, we joke about Jimbo's contract and the fact that it famously has no, buy, no like decrease <clears throat> whatsoever. Like, he nope. can basically do whatever he wants and he's still getting this money. But, like, on the other hand, I feel like that puts him in very real danger. Like, this is how you get disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. What, what, you take $95 million of someone's money and they don't get what they want? Well, if you owe somebody $95 million, you really mm-hmm. only have to find a hitman who will do the job for 94 like that's a net that that's just math right there. You, you, you've saved me money. You saved a million dollars. <laughs> that's gonna be a Jimbo. It's when fucked Jimbo, up, but it's true. Jimbo gets fired in four years. Some reporters like so. Jimbo, you know they're gonna kill you, right? They're just gonna straight up murder yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know. Um, you said that on paper this was a matchup, and I immediately heard Jimbo Fisher's voice go, "I got paper." I got, I got lots of I got lots of paper. I so got much bear, paper. I got bearer bonds. You ever seen one yeah. of those? Of course you haven't, broke boy. Yeah, I have it. You know, I'm three inches taller. You know why? Bearer bonds in my shoes. I'm standing on them right now. Stacked them up. Some people use some people use shoals. Broke people. Not me. I got money. Um, I would also like to say, while we have paid a lot of attention to UConn Vanderbilt, and I think some people are like, mm, this probably su- suggests something very broken about you, for mm-hmm. for for focusing on this game yeah at the very same time on big 10 network northwestern plays nebraska and i'm not going to talk about that at all so who's who's the broken one who's the one gawking a failure and misery not me Mm -mm. i'm just doing it because it's local 
Um, I w- I'm going to go ahead and point you because my pet, one of my pet obsessions this year is with Fresno State and with their actual god, oh the quarterback, Jake Hayner. <laughs> yeah, Fresno State plays at Hawaii at 11 p.m. At Eastern. 11 Eastern. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. You're going to watch Jake Hayner in Trench Warfare at Hawaii, right? People, people at Hawaii are going to be out for blood for Jake Hayner. They're going yeah. to be driving... They're going to be dropping things from airplanes on him. He is going to have 12 men on the field, and the ref won't call it because they will have paid him off. And Jake Hayner is going to throw the game-winning TD with, like, 12 seconds left. Server, can I ask you a quick question, a quick ACC question? Yes, of course. How funny will it be if Duke beats UNC? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sequels are usually pretty good, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be good. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay, now that you've cracked the Ark yeah. of the Covenant here. Yeah, there it is. We can we can look at everything. This weekend in the ACC is yeah. fucking choice. Yeah. Because uh, it is amazing. I'm just going to go, do you have any idea? I just want a yes or no, straight up. Do you have yeah. any idea what's going to happen in any of these games? First, Thursday night, mm, peak ACC. Virginia at Miami. Any clues? Um, Any clues? Miami's going to win that, but feel bad about it. Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech. Any idea? Nope. 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 Duke at UNC. I'm going to sign up with no say. Nope. I have no clue. Louisville at Wake. Any clue? I think Wake will win that one pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the only dependable team is Wake Forest. And as stated in the top whatever, uh, courtesy of Channel 6, when Wake Forest is good, it's a sign that things have gone terribly awry. Yep. Okay, when they're the most reliable thing. I have another one that I'm just going to go ahead and plead no contest to. NOLO. Like, literally, this is my NOLO. Syracuse at Florida State. Not a clue. I. It Don't lie. So, Don't lie. It seems... Uh, Florida State can't start the season 0-5, right? Yeah. No, they can. But, but they will. What's stopping them? <laughs> I mean, you don't have a single reason to say no. The problem is, if you had given me their schedule at the start of the year, I said, "Well, they won't start zero and two. Well, they won't start zero and three. Well, they won't." So yeah, I guess like there is no bottom. Yeah, it's like when you. It's like when a friend's going through it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, they repoed his house. Well, it can't get worse than that." Actually, yeah, <laughs> they repoed his arm. What? There's, yeah, no, like his human arm. They took. He it doesn't own him. that. He doesn't own that kidney. They took it fair and square. I'm sorry. Property rights are property rights. Um, I'm not even even the out of conference game. I'm not sure about because NC State hosts Louisiana Tech. The NC State beat Clemson last week. If it were anyone other than Louisiana Tech, then hard luck, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, like Skip Holtz has such a boner for ruining his own day. Like just absolute, <laughs> like just hates his, hates himself. It's so so bad. So if Louisiana Tech is leading going into the fourth quarter, NC State's a lock. Yes. Just go ahead, place yes. that place that instant bet. Yep. Go ahead. Just go, yeah. Especially if NC State's wearing the horny wolf helmet. If they're yeah. wearing the like extremely horn dog wolf you, helmet. You you have not even addressed the evening game yet. I am about to. Okay. Boston College at Clemson. Is Clemson gonna drop to two and three? Boston College is good. I, Clem- I don't mean is, to alarm anybody. They're a pretty and, good football and, team. And by doing so, Clemson would drop out of the top 25 for the first time in I don't know how long. A decade? 
I don't think it's it's got to be it's got to be a little shorter than that, but not that much shorter. No, probably like seven years. Um, yeah, I, I I have a hard time seeing why. I have a hard time saying like, oh, Clemson will definitely win this game. I don't think they will. I don't think they know anything right now. What will what will the polls do with Boston College if they are five and zero? And have beat Clemson on the road. Like if if you if you just took that in a vacuum, you'd be like, well, that's like a top four resume. Like that's mm-hmm. not that that different from Georgia's resume in some ways. Yeah, but and Boston College is gonna be like, oh, fine. You're gonna here's twenty two. Shut up. Enjoy it. <laughs> Michigan yeah. lost, but they're ahead of you. Just shut up. They could be. I think Boston College could be eight and zero, and they would still be thirteen. <laughs> Everybody and, will be like, well, you should leave the American. We're not in the American. What are you talking about? We're at a Power Five conference. Do, do you know? Do you know what happened, by the way? Mm. Uh, like to, to really help this argument that I'm making that we're going to keep Boston College out of the top 10, much less the top five, no matter how many wins they have. This talking about what hot garbage the ACC is. That's, yeah. that's what like. Yeah, it's true. Everybody's gonna be like, no, that's, that's like that's like they'll give them the conference USA consolation spot of like sixteen. Like that's an undefeated CUSA team. Listen, this is this is the best bullshit trick the SEC has pulled. Anytime an SEC team loses, it's like, whoo, that's a deep that's a deep conference, brother. Every day you gotta every weekend you gotta strap them up. There are no easy wins except Vanderbilt in that conference. They so just a lot of talent. You Clemson lose one ACC game, and it's like, trash, stupid trash. <laughs> Absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Clemson, by the way, has been ranked 107 straight weeks, weeks, weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, which is the third longest active streak behind Ohio State at 150, and Alabama at 218. <laughs> 218 straight weeks that Alabama has been ranked in the AP top 25. There is one more something's got to give game mm-hmm. that I just want to laugh at. I don't okay. even want to discuss it because, okay. again, this is firmly in my, I don't know what's going to happen. I was going to Maryland, and both Maryland and Iowa, much to my chagrin, are both undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> 